Hey there, guys. Welcome back to the Kind of an Expert podcast. My name is Corey Tyndall, and this week I sat down with two of my oldest and best friends, Johnny Rich and Brian Zaraleta, who were also my roommates in college, to talk about just that. Um, some of you who know me personally know that I went to a university called Michigan Tech, which is really in the middle of the woods. It's nowhere. The city surrounding it has more abandoned houses than people. Um, so especially Especially in New York City, it's hard for people that live here to kind of understand exactly what my college experience was like. And really, I just kind of wanted to record um, me and Brian and Johnny uh, telling stories from from college. And I think uh, you guys will find them entertaining and I hope you enjoy it. Um, Also, please, if you could rate, review this podcast. Uh, Like I said, a couple episodes ago, we're really starting to gain traction here so it'd mean a ton if you uh, could recommend it to a friend Um, but other than that let's get into the episode got a good uh bonfire pod Dug yeah, we pod do. pods got a bonfire pod i don't know if people are going to be able to hear the crickets but they're loud as hell mm-hmm. and i don't know if they're going to be able to hear the fire and i would put the fire the microphone nearer to the fire except it would light the pop uh covers on fire and then we'd have flaming microphones <laughs> maybe <laughs> we'll try that at the end yeah that would be a pretty dope way to end the podcast <laughs> to be honest light all your equipment on fire yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly we're done this is the penultimate episode um like the end of a metal show smash the guitar smash all the yeah, podcasting exactly equipment. like kurt cobain at the end of every show new guitar <laughs> fuck it <laughs> this thing was 500 dollars. i don't care in the fire um no but i we got the bonfire going we're in the woods which uh someone about johnny get the microphone out of fire <laughs> the, <laughs> um this is honestly this is my favorite setting for a podcast so far I mean, the we work was something, but this is a good one because I feel I feel at home in the woods because that's pretty much where we went to college. I spent four <laughs> years just dicking around, doing absolutely nothing, surrounded by nobody <laughs> except for that dick in our backyard that yelled at us while we had a bonfire. I forgot about him. Oh yeah, it was like the first night we were there. Allie was there. Yeah, and Allie started Summer yelling roommate at that Allie. guy. Yeah, wait, she started yelling at the guy. I didn't realize yeah. that yeah, she, she escalated back. it. Yep. What did she yell? I don't know. Probably just something along the lines of "fuck you." She started correcting <laughs> his grammar too. The guy started yelling at us like, "Hey, shut the fuck up! I got kids over here." And then Allie's like, "No, it's we have kids." <laughs> you know, that's a safe thing to do in an area where everyone besides us has a gun. <laughs> Actually, no, we had some guns. Absolutely. Never mind. We had multiple had guns. guns in that house. I had a gun too. We had swords too. We had, we had swords. swords. We had guns. See, this is like anyone who's listening to this who's in New York or New Jersey is like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) To start a shootout with rifles with their neighbors. But that was just kind of what you did. You're nice to everybody that you see in person, and then you just threaten your neighbors that are pissing you off. I don't know. As soon as there's six trees and I can't see his face, I am up in arms. That was part of it is there was a – there wasn't – there was a privacy fence on his side, but there were a bunch of trees and, like, a – crick that you had to go over to get over there what was he even mad about were we just like swearing too too much no it was was like 10 30 on a saturday and we were just being too loud for him that's right definitely swearing though oh yeah we never not swear that's kind of what i figured right the (laughs) the kids comment was about because like so for uh for some context we went to uh michigan tech university which is like think think texas tech not like a technical school but like a real ass university just in the middle of nowhere it was super far 
west for Michigan, in the UP of Michigan, which most people I've learned don't even know exists. They're just like, oh, it's that part above Wisconsin that I don't know the name for. That's what that is. And the sun goes down at 1045. So it's not like we were out there. Like, it was still bright out. We were farther west than Chicago. Right. But still in eastern time zone. So it was like 1045. It's bright out. That guy, I think he just... I think he was just mad in general. I don't know. He was. He was jealous of how much fun we were having. <laughs> Clearly. Um, Absolutely. We set up the volleyball net in our backyard that summer, but I don't remember if we actually ever played. I never did. You know what? We couldn't get the net up because the ground was still frozen from the winter before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny, get the microphone a little closer to your face. There you go. Um, I'll figure this out. Yeah, no, it was like mid-July, and the ground was still rock solid, even though it was like consisted <laughs> of mud. So not only was this university super far west, it was also very far north. Like, what was the what was the stat? Like, 80% of Canadians live south of where we went to college, mm-hmm. something that like that right. by population, which is just like, bananas still to me (laughs) like i lived there for four years it's still bananas but it was definitely worth going up there just because it was so fucking different and that was like so if we go back to high school and start there johnny you were already gonna go there and we went to high school together and then i just kind of like tagged along (laughs) because (laughs) i was like oh i want to do music producing and then realized that was a dumb fucking idea (laughs) and then uh you were like well i'm going here and i was like oh well they have that i guess i'll go there too and (laughs) i had never even been up there before we went up like before we moved there like i'd never seen this place that i had just moved to so i was going off everything you said which was like what did you even do when you visited like what sold you on that place originally biggest selling point was having a ski resort on campus like that was the first place I toured that was the first place I looked and seeing that just nothing else compared looked at U of M looked at RPI and was like those places look fun but there's no ski resort on campus <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's a deal breaker for me and that was the only place you applied right it was yeah I did <laughs> did some tours did some looking around but not gonna Nothing lie, else stood out. I was kind of hoping you weren't gonna get in. Just, just, just <laughs> like a, that's what you get for not applying other places. Because part of it, you were like, eh, "I want to go there. I'm just too lazy to do any any more applications." Oh, that was definitely part of it too. That was one of the few places that wasn't on the Common App. No essays there. I just had yeah. to like turn in oh, my Jeep, yeah, fill out a couple bubbles, and right. I was in. You didn't need an essay. No, no essay, I remember nothing. filling in like a, it was a really short one, like 200 words, but I still had to write something. I think I wrote two sentences for that. They oh. just wanted <laughs> to make sure that you knew how to write in general. <laughs> it was, the bar to get in was very low. Like I was hoping you weren't going to get in because it'd be hilarious, but also at the same time, like you had to be pretty dumb to not get in at my freshman year roommate who uh, <laughs> <laughs> just did not do class for three years and somehow still got to stay there. I don't know. He he did not try in high school. Did he drop out eventually? Yeah, he dropped out and went to community college, and then they just let him right back in. <laughs> he did like one semester where he got mediocre grades at community college, and then they let him in. My my freshman year roommate, who we'll get to, was uh, a, a weed dealer. So he uh, he did have a reason to be there. It just wasn't school. But, uh, Brian, why did you go there at first? I don't think I ever actually knew because you were from the other side of the state, so we didn't know each other until we got up there. Right. Um, I knew about it because both of my parents – and also all of my uncles went there. Oh, yeah. You had family up there. Duh. Yeah. And <laughs> my grandpa lived like 40 minutes away. And also oh, yeah. it was like just what I wanted to go to school for. Yeah. Programming mm-hmm. makes sense. Engineering makes sense. I got a psychology degree, which doesn't make any fucking sense at this place. <laughs> no. <laughs> it was like 30 kids had a psych degree in my 
class, like in my grade, it was, and it were all like athletes who tried the engineering thing and then said no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they were like, "What's the easiest thing?" And the school was like, "Please do psychology. It's impossible to fail these classes." <laughs> so that was that was kind of nice, but that was kind of like you going up there and coming back and saying like they have their own ski hill, they have their own golf course, they have they play. Uh, like broom ball which we'll get into later every winter and they do this giant tournament and you can watch it on youtube if you want i was like all right sounds like fun to me i don't don't know i like to move places uh randomly without ever having really been there before that's a fun way to do it it's a bold strategy yeah yeah so freshman year we decided not to room together which i still think was a good idea uh it was. We never would have left. We would have just right. been sitting in there playing video games. Yeah, it was. It, we would have gotten everyone else on the floor to just play video games with us, and we would have just never left our room. So I, I stand by getting different roommates, even though my roommate was a fucking bastard. <laughs> <laughs> you had a good roommate. I really liked Alec. He was he was did, a good yeah. dude, and we we hung out with him later. But yeah, so we uh, we got put in. McNasty, which the <laughs> the dorm is named McNair, but it was uh, a it was like a prison block, like it was literally a square. It was yep. dirty Full as concrete hell. Concrete walls, everything was concrete. Yeah, it was uh, about the least homey place you could ever have. And then on top of that, everyone who took a massive shit would leave it in the toilet (laughs) so that everyone else could admire their massive shit. (laughs) This was a co-ed hall, right? Like, they weren't co-ed bathrooms, right? (laughs) But, like... If we it was within what three days the RA had to be like please stop leaving your massive <laughs> shit in the toilet absolutely I still remember the shit that started that out it is the biggest shit I have seen to this day like we got a group of people around the like six seven people around the RA who was trying to flush this turd down and he would just flush it and flush it and flush it it wasn't stuck or anything it would just circle around the toilet bowl and then sit like a just sit over the hole and wouldn't go down because it was that long it must have been 18 inches long and at least three inches in diameter did i say feet no, okay. inches. 18 inches, yeah. Yeah, foot and a half is still pretty <laughs> foot impressive. And a half, absolutely massive. So all the other shits that followed it, they were just trying to one-up it? Yeah. They were. There I'm were not going to pretty... lie. I left one in there that was pretty uh. monstrous. <laughs> it was. That was a big shit. That is also the only picture of a shit a friend has ever sent me. <laughs> <laughs> While well, I only send the best to my friends. So. That was a shot. Solid shit. It, it was, was also very green. It was. Was oh. it? It was. I don't it, was a, it was a very green that. shit. You need to take a look at your diet. Well, <laughs> that was what I wanted to get because the reason these happened were because we would go to the dorms and the dorms were like staggered for what times they were open. Like our dorm wasn't open on the weekends, so we had to go trek across campus to go eat in the morning on the weekend uh but then it was also the only one during the weekday that was open past what six seven something like that it was late yeah so there Mm -hmm. were three dorms one of them was open from like 5 a.m to 1 p.m the other one was open from like 8 a.m to like 7 p.m and then the other one was open from it was like noon to nine or something dumb like that. Yeah. We were that in the noon was open to nine. Breakfast, but yeah, I think it was like seven to nine. Yeah, something something weird like that or something weird. I don't know. It was it was stri- Oh yeah, it was seven to nine, but it wasn't open on the weekends. Yep, that was that the was mm-hmm. that was the really annoying part. But the issue is that they put us in these uh, in these regular dorm size rooms so you like loft your bed and like you're you're engineering how to like have a futon in there and all this other shit except it wasn't two people it was three people yeah in these fucking dorms and so it was like the only place to hang out the first 
two weeks we were there was the cafeteria because you like everyone in the hall was fucking weird (laughs) (laughs) and then it was like all right where do i sit i had two my two roommates were uh, two chinese foreign exchange students so it's like they didn't even speak english like there was no one for me to talk to in my room so i was just out every other time um which fucking sucked and honestly those shits is the only thing i remember from living there because i uh decided (laughs) to room with my then freshman year roommate the drug dealer in your hall which Mm -hmm. was a completely different animal yes uh that was the most like run down piece of shit dorm i've ever seen (laughs) It wasn't a concrete block. It was like an old schoolhouse from the 1800s. Mm-hmm. Um, but it had the best breakfast. It did. <laughs> <laughs> we had that going best for burritos, us. Best burritos, too. Best burrito. You could make breakfast burritos. Uh, you had uh, the waffle makers every day were always open, so that was nice. Um, the thing I hated most about our dorm were the saloon doors on the stalls. Yes. <laughs> Almost no privacy. No. Every time you took a shit, you had to hold your hand out so no one just barged in. Yeah. no one really checked under the doors. They just walked in on you. Right. <laughs> right. There was no latch on any of the toilets. It was literally just like you have to walk in and hope nobody's in there. And mm-hmm. it was like I would sit on the toilet with my foot out out of the the stall <laughs> so people could see that I was in there because I got walked in, I think, like, four times in the first week that mm-hmm. I lived there. <laughs> McNasty is <sighs> something similar. Our stalls were so janky that they would kind of slide out of place and the lock wouldn't work. So if you just came up and pushed the door, even if it was locked, sometimes it would push in. So we all had to take pencils and shove them into the locks to make sure that no one would walk in on us. Engineering school, by the way. Yeah, Absolutely. right. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. it's uh, Everyone was pretty creative with how to lock doors because the doors just didn't work. Almost none of them. Man, that was... But it was kind of nice because the situation that we had going was that there were two shitty dorms, the one you were in and the one that Brian and I were in, but then there was Wadsworth Hall, which was actually nice. Like, I think it was built in the 80s, so it was, uh, it wasn't, like, all concrete. It kind of felt, you know, like a a legitimate dorm that you'd find at U of M or, like, uh, a actually big state school, and that's where, because my girlfriend freshman year lived uh, in that hall, and then Johnny and I met you brian because you were friends with her next door neighbor yeah so that was pretty much like every single night we just go hang out there and my girlfriend's roommate fucking hated me (laughs) (laughs) i was there every single night and we were loud as hell (laughs) oh yeah we kept that whole hall up that was the best hangout spot. Yep. And we didn't even live there. Like, that nope. was half the reason they were so mad at us. It's like, uh, Alan. Pseudo lived there. Yeah. Alan lived there, and he had, like, a massive guitar amp, and, like, we all liked very loud metal music back then. So he would, like, fucking blast that shit. Uh, and so they hated him, but then the rest of it, like we spent one night around Halloween just screaming into microphones and then distorting <laughs> the scream so it was more annoying and then blasting <laughs> it through the hall. <laughs> oh my God. What was the other shit that we used to do in there? Because the RA was like, his name was Chris. He was such a... He was such a pushover, but he was so nice. He liked us, too. Mm -hmm. I think he he thought we were entertaining. Yes. (laughs) I don't understand why he liked us. He's such like... Johnny, you said it best. You're like, he is the human version of a cat. Absolutely. (laughs) Like, he would just kind of walk around. He'd say, like, hi. He was never very, like, you know, he would never tell us what to do. He would never encourage us to do anything. So it was really the perfect situation where he would be like, guys, no sports in the hallway. And we'd be like, all right, Chris. (laughs) Sometimes he would just watch us from the outside, too. Like, he'd sit on the periphery and just watch 
watch us for like an hour. Silently as, shake his head. Yep. <laughs> as we were doing something dumb. Yeah. Yeah, I've uh I've had thoughts in my adult life of like I wonder what I would act like if my dad didn't yell at me. He'd just do like the disapproving thing. But then I remember that I lived with uh that I had to interact with Chris for two years and I was like, nah, the disapproving thing wouldn't have worked. <laughs> because he was very upset with us sometimes and he would just be like We'd just be like, nah, Chris, it's all right. Don't worry about it. Like, we're, <laughs> just go we're back just, into your room, Chris. It's okay. Yeah, we're just Nothing like that's gonna happen. Spider-Man crawling on the two walls of the <laughs> of the hallway to see who can make it to the end of the hallway. <laughs> you put both your feet and arms up on the two walls and see if you could stick. And it was like Ninja Warrior. It was our dorm room was the perfect width for that. It, it was. was wide enough to be a challenge, but thin enough to be possible. Yep. Mm-hmm. But we we used to do so much stupid shit in that hall. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised we didn't break more things. Did we break anything? I had a lamp broken on my head at one point, but that wasn't even from us being dumb. Wait, I vaguely remember this. Weren't you just sitting there and it just just fell on your head? I just leaned back (laughs) a little too far against the armoire and a glass lamp just shattered on my head. (laughs) I was bleeding for an hour. (laughs) That was awesome. It didn't hurt that much. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was so. So we lived in that dorm for two years, or no, we we were visitors for one year, and then uh, my freshman year girlfriend and I broke up, and then we all got rooms in that hallway just to terrorize Chris some more, <laughs> and because uh, they were the suites, each room was two people, but it had its own bathroom, so it was like an extra what three hundred dollars a semester or something to not have to share a saloon door bathroom. Yep, that Highly was the best it. deal. Definitely worth it. So that was so we ended up terrorizing Chris, but then like the new people our second year i guess our first year most of the hall was like we were friends with some other guys like there's one guy who i think is in the fbi now uh jason uh and then matt used to like he he brought up a straight razor so he would like shave people out of his dorm room sometimes <laughs> as like practice so he was like always trying to convince us to give us a straight razor shave <laughs> <laughs> I was... never went for that. You didn't? <laughs> I wish I would have. I always meant to, but I was always drunk when he offered. I'm like, yeah, wait till I'm sober. I yeah. did, but I never had facial hair, so it didn't really make a difference. <laughs> there you go. See, he was always mad at me because I was like, and in hindsight, this was the wrong thing to do, but I was like, yeah, you could do my neck because I always had a beard, but I should have said he could do like my cheeks or something, and I just did my <laughs> neck myself, but we used to do dumb shit in that room uh Mm -hmm. in that hall like our bubble gum chewing challenge (laughs) (laughs) which was uh me our uh our other friend alan and this other guy um fuck what was his name kyle kyle chris had this jar of double bubbles that had probably probably 80 pieces of double bubble (laughs) in it and Alan, Kyle, and I were like, I bet we can eat all of this. <laughs> and we did. <laughs> it was it was the sugariest, pinkest thing. So we just like, we split it up evenly, and then we just shove as much double bubble, like the sugary pink double bubbles in our mouth at one time. We each got, no, it was 75, because we each got to 25. Kyle goes into his bathroom and throws up pink. <laughs> Because all of the bubblegum disintegrated, went into his stomach. It was too much sugar. <laughs> Meanwhile, Alan and I didn't throw up because our diet consisted of Mountain Dew completely <laughs> at this time. So we were good. That was the weirdest thing. I remember walking in on this. I missed the first half of it, but I showed up to your dorms. You guys both had mouths 
full of bubble gum <laughs> and then proceeded to spit it up onto a paper plate yeah. and wonder what would happen when you microwave yeah. it. <laughs> so, so we had a paper plate with a massive whole wad of gum. This gum probably weighed like four pounds. It like filled it was, up the whole paper plate. It was huge. And then we were like, what happens if we superheat this? <laughs> so we put it in the microwave and it just like, it somehow solidified. Like it just, the microwave got rid of all the water. It turned into this like pink bubbly disc and the entire dorm smelled like burnt double bubble <laughs> for the next Half a day. Oh, it was so fucking funny. Oh, I bet you they could smell that in the next wing. I always wondered what the people in the wing next to us actually thought of us. Because we had to share a kitchenette with them. And we were actually pretty good about not uh, destroying the kitchenette because we had to share it. Our hall we mm-hmm. would destroy, but... Uh, I guess we would play rock band in there pretty loud and pretty late into the night. We would. Well, that was the wing that nicknamed us Asylum, right? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot forgot about about that. that (laughs) (laughs) Well, that goes back to our screaming (laughs) into the microphones in the hall next to us called us Asylum. (laughs) Because there was always screaming going on. <laughs> For context, the actual name was Elysium. Right. <laughs> Which we didn't pick. It was just uh, assigned to us. But yeah, they were like, there's always screaming there, and it sounds like a mental asylum. <laughs> <laughs> so we're calling you guys asylum. And I was like, yeah, that fits. It fits. <laughs> that checks out. I appreciate that. Oh, man. The dorms were, I feel like... We we pretty much had the same schedule every day though, which was just a lot of video games, and then we got tired of video games, and we fuck around with a guitar, and then you know we just sit there and do absolutely nothing for a lot of time, but we'd still mm-hmm. stay up unnecessarily late. Like Brian, you and I have talked about this so much. Just like we would wake up every morning for our eight a.m. lecture. The night after, we've stayed up till four in the morning for the, what, hundredth time in a row? And just be like, oh my God, why do I feel like shit all the time? Yeah, definitely not (laughs) sustainable. No, it was just so unnecessary. It was like, it was a vicious cycle of like, all right, I'm up at eight, so I'm going to down a bunch of coffee, and then I'm going to go back to my room after class. I'm going to take a nap, and then I'm going to mainline Mountain Dew from 3 p.m. to about 2 (laughs) a.m. I gained Mm -hmm. 60 pounds my freshman year of college. Not 60. Uh, It was 50 pounds my freshman year of college it was just i was so fucking stupid i think i gained 20 yeah as you were hanging out with me in the dining room because oh, that yeah. was like you that was where we'd out hang there, out right chicken nuggets and ice cream all day right so it was kind of funny that we i got out of a three-person room because it was too crowded and then that entire year we ended up just staying in a two-person room but with five of us like we all just like sit on the bed and do nothing it was more crowded so we just spend as much time as we could in the dining hall when you spend three hours in the dining hall you might as well get up and get more food because it's right there it's hard to sit there for an hour and a half and not go back for at least two to three ice cream cones at Five least Mountain Dews. Yeah. That too. And then you start putting brownie on the ice cream cone because you got tired of the ice cream cone by itself. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like and there was like a full Sunday bar. Like you could put gummy bears and sprinkles and chocolate chips and like Oreo crumble and shit on those uh ice creams. So it was uh that's not even to mention they had like actual dessert too. Like there was always a crumble or like pie or mm-hmm. some shit like that. I feel like they tried to make us fat. Oh, Definitely. absolutely. None how of you that survived shit the was winter. healthy. That is how you survived the winter because <laughs> <laughs> that is what I wanted to get to next is the fucking winter. Cause that was like, uh, so just to, just to lay it all out, average of 300 inches of snow, which for people, for perspective, New York City gets 22 inches of snow 
per year, and we were getting three hundred. Like Johnny, didn't you say they use construction equipment to get? I never yep. like absolutely like bulldozers, front end loaders, dump <laughs> trucks, like real heavy construction equipment. To yeah, the most snow. not your standard thing. snow plows. No, definitely not. What do you mean it was annoying? Well, because. Uh, in DHH, it's kind of horseshoe shaped. Yeah, that was and the so, that was the hall that you and I lived in freshman year. That was like an old schoolhouse. Yeah, and they had a parking lot in the middle of the horseshoe. Oh, you're and so right. They would come in with these dump trucks, maybe seven or eight o'clock in the morning. Every morning it snowed, and they would go in and scoop everything up. Just the scoop was loud as shit because it was banging against the concrete. Yeah, just scraping. Yep. And then they would back up to go dump it somewhere, and it would just beep, beep, beep. <laughs> and they Chris, started at like five. Yeah. Chris started a petition actually to get quieter beepers on those snow plows. I don't yeah. think it ever went anywhere though. It was a great yeah. idea though. It was. It pissed me off every morning. <laughs> me too. I had the same thing in my dorm. I had a par- freshman year. I had a parking lot right behind me. Mm-hmm. And every morning, 5, 6 a.m., beep, beep, beep. <laughs> yeah. But luckily, we went to bed at 4. So sometimes we were able to sleep through it because we only had three hours of sleep or one hour of sleep by the time it started. But that was, I mean, freshman year was just a shit show in general because you and me, Brian, had terrible fucking roommates like <laughs> yeah. mine mine sold me weed so it, he at least had a redeeming quality at the time but your roommate was a fucking nightmare <laughs> yeah he was um i'm pretty sure he was the one that shit in my ottoman that one time <laughs> yeah so wait what go what's the whole story here because <laughs> last i heard it was his friend well i'm not sure about that because well i never really caught the person who did it but I was right. gone maybe 14 hours every day. Yeah, you were either in class or hanging out in the good dorms with me and Johnny and Will and Alan. Yeah, so I was almost never there. And one of the days I come back and I had one of those Ottomans that you could store shit in. Yeah. So I had all my video games in there and I had some candy in there too, which made oh. me really sad. Oh. Rip. And just <laughs> one of the days I came back, there was a giant shit in it. <laughs> And I'm pretty sure it was my roommate because there were like black hairs on it, which I don't know how, I don't know how you get such a violent shit that hair starts coming out with it. Or maybe he just snacked on his hair. Maybe he's got straightened pubes. Maybe. Maybe. That'd be really disturbing to look at. Yeah. I don't know where he would have done that. He was a public bathroom. He was a really hairy guy. He was. He was a big dude too. I know he's really hairy because I came back one morning at like 3 a.m. and he was just passed out on the floor, tidy whities, and there was vomit everywhere. (laughs) Yeah, he was like the epitome of just like frat douchebag, like fucking blackout every night type guy, which our frats at tech were not, they're not like fancy U of M or like Michigan State or or big state school frats. These are like trash frats. Mm. I I mean, they were, like one of them was named Scums. (laughs) Sigma Kappa (laughs) Upsilon Mu. (laughs) It was like they got kicked out, so they weren't technically a frat anymore, but it was just like they just owned being real pieces of shit. (laughs) Was Scums the frat where at all the parties they had a bunch of signs on the wall that said you weren't here? Yes. That was it. That was the one where it was like two in the morning. We had left another frat party because it was too crowded. Uh, my girlfriend's roommate wanted to keep going. So we were like, all right, let's check Scums because I've never been there. We walk in, there's no party happening, but the dog is drunk. (laughs) (laughs) And it was like, and then like someone started to go into the basement. And this is like the type of place that it was. Like anyone off the street could just walk into these frats. Like this was any random Friday night. You could just walk in. We started to go to the basement and I guess there was like someone really fucking creepy in the basement 
basement scared the shit out of my girlfriend's roommate and was like nope we're done we're done and like as she's walking out i saw like this drunk dog it was like this big white dog like it was not a tiny little thing so i was like all right i don't need to come back here it's the husky yeah How do you remember that dog's name? <laughs> he was a good boy. He was a good boy. Oh, yeah. They build him like a little igloo in the front yard. Yeah. So then our uh, junior and senior year when we lived off campus, we had to walk by it every day. Yeah, he was a good boy. Um, poor dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so we had just a shitload of uh, snow, and we had terrible roommates, and freshman year was just a shit show all around um i mean it was fun because we, we did also spend a lot of time in like the basement game room which is where we came up uh it was kind of like a fishbowl situation and then every time a woman walked by we'd be like chica like <laughs> <laughs> like, like we were like um, uh fuck what are those uh African little rodent things that like pop out of the ground and look for danger. Meerkats? Yes, meerkats? like meerkats. <laughs> but we were inside this fishbowl so they couldn't actually see us. So we'd just be like sitting on the couch. One person would be like, Chica? And we'd all like whip our head around <laughs> because our university was seven to one men to women. So it honestly wasn't even a creepy thing. It was literally just statistics. <laughs> we were just not expecting a woman to be there so uh yeah so we played a lot of ping pong a lot of video games that was a good time but then sophomore year uh my girlfriend and i broke up and then uh we got new people in the hall who weren't all foreign exchange students so they actually like wanted to hang out and join in and that's where uh Brittany joined us who I later ended up dating but she was our friend for sophomore year and I don't even really remember what we did sophomore year different than freshman year I just feel like we uh did it better like I think a lot of people that hated us moved out of the dorms and we got more people in that liked us yeah and I think we started going to bed at like two instead of four much and healthier. like we yeah and then we like wouldn't spend as much time in the dining hall because instead of five of us sharing uh two dorm rooms it was like seven of us sharing four dorm rooms and so it was like you know you could you could be playing video games in your room and it could be like two of us in there and then three of us over there so that was kind of software year, i feel like was pretty uneventful for the most part other than uh I think that was the year that we threw cheese at the window and then we <laughs> left it there for a month because we were trying to see how long it would stick there. <laughs> I those don't craft remember. Singles. I stuck there for a long time and it never this. got moldy. Yeah, it never got moldy. Pretty disconcerting. Never wow. looked old and I think it only was taken down because uh I want to say someone across the hall just came and took it down. So they're like, I'm tired of looking at this piece of cheese. <laughs> Whose room was that? Was that in Will and Alan's room? Yeah. It was. Okay. Yeah. The one person that w- that was new to the hall that we were not expecting was this girl named Nikita, <laughs> who might have been the strangest person I've ever met in my life. Um, and Brian could tell the story of the fly, because I still can't wrap my head around what exactly happened or what he did to provoke this. I didn't do anything to provoke it. <laughs> At least not See, that I, just, I remember. I have a hard time buying this. Well, we used to throw sauce packets under her door. <laughs> that was and everyone, think- though. That would have been uh, You before. weren't even the ringleader of that. Right. And I was probably targeted because I had my back to the door. And I was also the closest one to the door. Because um, I had this little egg chair that I like to sit in. And yep. I just had the back up against the door. And she snuck up behind me. And she had like a fly pinched between her fingers that was still alive. And she <laughs> like put the it animal, in my a ear. Like the animal, fly. Yeah. The insect. Yeah, she just put it in my ear, like, without announcing her presence or anything. And 
I don't know. That was the weirdest thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> now, well, after you've had doing sex that, before. she just cackled. Yeah. Like yeah. A witch. <laughs> she cackled like and a witch away. and then just ran. Ran, ran into her room, which was across the hall, and locked the door. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know when the next time we saw her was, but that was one of those where all of us, we didn't even laugh. Like, we were ready to laugh at anything at all times. <laughs> and that one, we went, that was weird. Yeah. That was so was fucking weird. Weird. Bizarre. Uh, but yeah, the sauce packets thing. I don't know. Do we do that before the fly or after the fly? That was before the fly. So we would go to Taco Bell, and Taco Bell has those like sayings on the mild, medium, spicy, verde packets. And for a while, it was like they were like almost Valentine themes. Mm-hmm. Like they all had pickup lines on them. Right. So our game was to be in the room across from the one Nikita was in, and then we would try and throw these sauce packets so that they would slide under her closed door <laughs> like we were curling in some weird <laughs> in some weird way. <laughs> Which was just fucking ugh. It was so annoying. I could see where she would be like, Alright, fuck these guys. I'm gonna get them back. I think you were just a victim because you were the person with your back to the door. Yeah. I don't think it was anything towards you specifically. In hindsight, you should really never fuck with someone who can catch a fly like, <laughs> completely intact. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't. She. Uh, what she didn't tell us was that she caught it with her tongue and then just <laughs> picked it off her tongue with her fingers and then put it in. So it was like a new version of a wet willy. Yeah. So it's... Uh, <laughs> Oh, She's what a, probably a lizard person. <laughs> I don't Absolutely. know what she was. That was, I mean, that was, she was a strange, strange. <laughs> that was like, I mean, that's the phrase of Michigan Tech. This was actually for the women, but uh, as a woman, you go up there and the phrase was, the odds are good, but the goods are odd, which <laughs> pretty much just means everyone's fucking weird, but there's a lot of dudes. So if you're looking to, uh, if you're looking to get a man, you can't. Which a lot of women did. There were so many women up there that went up there for their MRS, like just to get married. They're like freshman year. I'm gonna start dating a senior. He's gonna get an engineering job, and I'm fucking out of here. It's the perfect place for it. Yeah, it is. Every- Be easy. Somebody with a good job. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was interesting and I like I read a a study our senior year that made a lot of sense where it was like uh essentially whoever whatever gender is the uh the smaller gender at whatever university determines what the hookup culture of the university is going to be. So like if you have a lot more women then almost everyone uh, there's not a strong hookup culture because women are like, oh no, I, and this is all generalized, but uh, on on the margin or uh, like in the bell curve, women are want a relationship more than they want hookups so they can kind of like let guys fight for them. But in scenarios like where uh, your girlfriend went to uh college mm-hmm. it's mostly women so the guys determine what the what the dating culture is and there's almost no relationships going there um because all the guys are like nah i don't really want it there's too many fish in the sea for them to go get mm-hmm. so i always thought that was interesting it makes sense too it does make sense and i i have since met someone who went to that university with uh with your girlfriend that i met in new york that confirmed uh what i was saying no but dating going on yeah no dating um but it was kind of we didn't really i guess i had two girlfriends but you had a long distance thing our roommate will had a long distance uh boyfriend and then alan had a long distance girl. there was a lot of long distance going on so it was just kind of like it was weird if you had a relationship on campus like i think i was the only one that ever did have an on-campus relationship out of our group. Out of us, yeah, you were the only one. Right. Yeah, Alex had one. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, Alex was your roommate's second year when we were in the dorms. Yeah. He had a long-distance thing going for a while, too. He did. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I kind of liked that it was long. At the time, I, was, I don't think I appreciated, like how easy it was just to hang with people like nobody nobody was like oh i gotta go hang out with my girlfriend tonight i can't hang um 
But now that I'm older, I was like, oh, yeah, we did a lot of hanging, especially when we moved into the off-campus house, which mm-hmm. was just like – and even though Brittany did live with us there, it was still like she – because she'd already been in the same hall with us for a year, it was still like – you know, she was still hang. Like she wasn't uh, – it wasn't like, oh, she's the girlfriend. I have to choose between hanging with you guys or hanging with her. She knew what she was getting into. Yep. Yeah. She <laughs> she definitely <laughs> did. Yeah, she agreed to live with us before we started dating. So that was – she She even asked to live with us uh, before we started dating. So that was – she, yeah, she knew what she was getting into. I don't know if she knew the extent. Our, our house was pretty fucking ratchet. I would never it live was. there again, but I fucking loved living there because, like – People in New York just don't understand this kind of space. But we had a six-bedroom house that was like these were big bedrooms. Mm-hmm. Yep. The and a s- huge living room and a pool table, big dining room. Yeah, a pool table that doubled as a full beer pong table. We had two full bars, one of them in the basement, which we couldn't use because it was always uh, flooded down there, and we kept our <laughs> trash. But the the bar upstairs we built a whole kegerator in it so we would just like go to the craft brew place which was what 225 for a 16 ounce craft beer yep and then there was another bar in hancock across the river that would do dollar beer nights on friday nights and so you <laughs> just go there <laughs> drink 10 bud lights for 10 dollars yep <laughs> and there was another awesome. place that did 50 cent hams that was in grand rapids no that was um there's one in Hancock that did that too. Oh, I don't think I ever went there. Huh. All right. Well, we got to go back. <laughs> Going <laughs> back. Better. But our house was so, like, the smallest bedroom was the one that I stayed in senior year. And that was, and that was still bigger than most one bedroom areas in a New York apartment. Like, if you have a one bedroom, that was still a decent side like i had a bed a dresser and a desk in this room there wasn't much else and a closet there wasn't much else but i moved into that one and then we turned the big bedroom which was what 20 foot ceilings at the peak like we had to get a legitimate ladder to hit the ceiling on those ones so we strung up comforters and then created a driving range in our house <laughs> with like legitimate golf balls <laughs> and, and like drivers. Like we weren't just like chipping into a blanket. We were blasting these <laughs> things. Full force. Full send. Oh man, we put so many holes in that wall. We our did. Landlord we were pretty bad. Us. And we missed a yeah. lot of shots into that blanket right into the drywall. Well, it was also like the blanket was up and it would it would hang. And if you hit one golf ball into the blanket, it was good. It could stop it before the wall. But it would push the blanket closer to the wall. And if you hit another one into the blanket, it would lodge the ball and the blanket <laughs> into the drywall. <laughs> so when we took the blanket down at the end of uh, – at the end of our four years, it was just like a bunch of golf ball divots <laughs> in the drywall, which uh, was hilarious. Mm-hmm. How long did that take you to plaster over? We shouldn't have oh, done I it in. I half that real hard. It I took mean, me about 20 minutes to fill in all of those holes. That house was so bad. So it was a six-bedroom house. Not only was it huge, we were only paying when it was full, $233 a month each for this giant fucking house. Yep. Like that's, Plus it was on a double lot, so we had a huge backyard. Right. Right. That backyard, uh, we built an entire ice rink in. We did, <laughs> yes. With walls and goals, and we'd play broom ball. Because broom ball... Uh, it's like hockey, except you have to wear tennis shoes. And you go to Walmart and you buy a giant old school broom like you'd see like a witch have. And then you'd wrap it in duct tape and just fucking 
bend the bristles until it made some sort of like hockey stick like thing and then you'd have to hit a like and then you'd essentially play hockey like that but nobody had any traction so it was <laughs> real difficult <laughs> But that was fun to have like Pierce and uh, and Cody and Jared and Travis come over, and it was just like first they would have to come over, we'd have to shovel. Mm-hmm. That would take an hour and a half for like eight of us to shovel this hockey rink <laughs> off because we got eight inches that night. Yeah, so we always did. Yeah, and then if we didn't play for a week, we'd have to shovel like two and a half feet. Mm-hmm. I mean, it got to the point where one side of it got so high that we just said, fuck it, we can't shovel that. Yep, we just gave up. Mm-hmm. I remember coming back from Christmas break, the three of us tried to shovel that. I want to take, say it took us like five hours to get that whole thing clear, at least. Something like that. Yeah, I mean, I would, my junior year, I worked at the gas station that was right down the road, and I had the closing shift on Tuesday and Thursday, and it was probably every other one of those i would come back and dig the cars out from literally just that day like it's (laughs) insane to think like we would get three to five inches every other day sometimes it was nuts and half our house didn't even have heat yeah (laughs) nope (laughs) (laughs) the new addition he just never bothered to start heating that right yeah there was an addition on this house that doubled the size of the house, but whoever did it didn't even bother to put ductwork into the second half. So the entire half of the house was 20 degrees colder than the rest of the house. Ah, it was colder than that because that's where <laughs> that's where Brittany and I were my junior year, and that was like, I mean, we had two days that year where classes got canceled because the wind chill was under negative 40. And that was, like, the rest of the house, which was heated by crude oil. Like, (laughs) the shit you would put in snowmobiles was heating our house in a giant tank. And, like, our landlord, Dave, owned the gas station that I worked at, and he owned the house. So he was like, oh, we're not installing other heat because you're paying me for this gas. Like, I'm making extra profit on this. Um I mean, if we ever lit a match down there, the entire house would have fucking exploded. <laughs> Probably. We would have been better off. The worst thing about that furnace, whenever it got too cold, it would shut off. We had a couple nights that were so oh, cold, yeah. it froze up the furnace. And then it got down to like 30 degrees inside the house at night. Yeah. Forgot about that. That was, I mean, that Those was one. Because I was in that that addition bedroom which is the one we turned into the the driving range mm-hmm. where like i mean Brittany and i would share a bed and it would be like we'd also have three to five blankets on top of us as, as well and it was one of those where you wake up and your nose is frozen because it was yep. outside of the blankets Oh, that was such a nightmare. Every time that happened to me, I'd wake up at like 2, 3 a.m. because it was too cold, turn on my laptop and my desktop mining Bitcoin to use the residual heat to heat my room. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that is such an engineer thing to do. And and look at that. You ended up making 20K off Bitcoin. So it was all worth it. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Yeah, senior junior year was fun in that house. I feel like we still we could have done better there cuz we didn't understand like, you know, how the heat works and like how to do all this other shit. But then like we also senior year uh Brittany moved out to move in with a couple more of her friends and then Alan uh who is our friend in the dorms uh his girlfriend kicked him out of our house for us because he tried to sleep with my girlfriend while I was at the gas station, which is still the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my <laughs> life. Like, it was like, I got back at one in the morning, she was asleep, and then the next morning she just started crying, and I was like, hey, what's up? Like, what happened? It's six in the morning. <laughs> and she, like, explained that Alan was like asked if he if she wanted to sleep with him the night before and i was like huh that's fucking weird very bold too 
just bold move yeah. coming out with it. You know what the funniest part of that about that was is like the time that I was at the gas station before that, he just like randomly offered her a Snickers bar. Like he was one of those birds in planet Earth who found a nice <laughs> stick and he was gonna <laughs> use it to woo a new mate. <laughs> I had heard about that like two days before and I was like, that's so strange. And in the back of my head I was like, I think he's like interested in her because that's so weird. But I was like, yeah, whatever. He's just kind of weird. Weird. But then, uh, yeah, he tried to do that. So then I called his girlfriend, who is our friend, and uh, she just didn't believe him. And then he admitted to it, which was interesting. <laughs> and then she was like, all right, well, then you have to leave. So then eventually we got to the point where it's just four of us, us three and Will, in the house. And then we all just kind of huddled up on one side of the house that the heat actually came out. (laughs) (laughs) So Will lived in the attic right above all the heat. You lived in the second floor right above the heat. I, I was across from you and then you were on the bottom floor and then we turned Alan's room into, uh, the hanging out room where that room, like it was so weird. The big bedroom would be literally, 45 degrees and then the hangout room would be 85 because we were just Mm -hmm. pumping heat we just left that room empty for a while minus the golfing because it was just uninhabitably cold right yeah the golfing was really in the summer that we would do that the summer that we were all up there was fun because the the golf course was free so we were doing that like what two three times a week yeah we did that a lot plus like uh, our buddy Pierce had his own house with a bunch of dudes that we all like, so we'd go over there. Uh, what did he call that? Uh, something. I have no idea. Cap Kappa cosine of theta, which doesn't make any fucking sense, but that was kind of the point. And it was like he was kind of they. It was like kind of like a frat house, but dumber. <laughs> It's like a parody of a frat house. It was. Like, they had a wall full of uh, PBR boxes where, like, the wallpaper was PBR boxes that they all drank. Mm -hmm. But uh, it wasn't exactly a frat house. But then, like, I don't know. That summer we would go, like, cliff jumping, which is dope. Uh, We'd go tour the dams. Oh, we rode our bikes out to Lake Superior one time. My ass has never hurt that bad before. (laughs) 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 That was what? A... 25 30 mile an hour bike ride yeah it was something around there that was a long one i couldn't sit down for a day and a half (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah that was bad but it was dope because you go out in this river and there's like a ton of stars you see the milky way you see the northern lights if you're lucky like this is what we were talking about at the beginning of the podcast like it was so far north and so far in the middle of nowhere that it was like as as long as it wasn't cloudy you could see every star yeah that was miles and miles away from the nearest light right i mean the biggest city near us was what minneapolis and that was five hours away yep like Mm -hmm. there's no way which i mean it was nice but it also kind of sucked because we had a 10-hour drive up there so we were driving on average a hundred hours a year just to get to college and back. Yeah, that was a full day gone. And that's conservative. Mm -hmm. And then we would like drive with other people that we didn't know in like crowded cars because none of us had cars freshman year, which was really dumb. Why didn't our parents get us a car? (laughs) (laughs) I even had a car senior year of high school, but it was so shitty. My mom wouldn't let me take it to college because she was too worried that it would break down halfway through that trip. And you would be dead if that happened. <laughs> Eaten by a bear for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I forgot Jeff, my freshman year roommate, totaled his car hitting a black bear. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. <That> <laughs> his grandma lived like two hours away, three hours away, so he would do that drive a lot. And... uh yeah, that was like he let me borrow it to go down state one time, but holy, like how do you, how do you hit? I've never even seen a black bear, much less like hit one with anything. <laughs> oh man, well, it was a crazy fucking place to go. Pretty much what I tell everyone in New York is like, I'm glad I lived there for four years because it's so weird, 
but I would never go live there again. Uh, despite the cool shit like Winter Carnival, which was so much fun. Johnny, if you yep. want to describe that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I feel the same way about living there, too. Four years was perfect. I loved it. I'm glad I did it, but I'm glad I'm gone. <laughs> I yeah. don't want to stay there forever. Yeah. I mean, Winter Carnival, though, that was the best time and an absolute shit show. Yeah. <laughs> I remember freshman year, before they really started to kind of crack down yeah. on drinking in public everyone was on campus everyone was drunk people were walking around with beers and fifths and taking shots handles were, not even handles. fifths handles people were passed <laughs> out in snowbanks. yeah so there was some dude selling i don't even know what like molly or something in the bathroom one of the dorm halls oh, really i missed yeah. that yeah <laughs> uh yeah no so uh to to provide some color winter carnival is like a school sanctioned like we're shutting down the university for a thursday friday and the wednesday night before that they would make 20 foot tall ice sculptures that they would put speakers in and turn the middle of the campus into a giant ice dance floor which i'm i cannot believe everyone didn't get a concussion from trying to <laughs> dance on ice but then like the rotc kids would like take over one of the uh one of the like classroom buildings and do like an all you can eat all night breakfast where they give you a wristband for five bucks and you could just eat pancakes until your stomach exploded and it was like everyone was drunk as hell uh the frats made these giant ice sculptures which you can google uh michigan tech winter carnival and see like a bunch of those things and like people would drive like 20 hours to go join this and that's kind of like the big alumni event and they would do like a giant broom ball tournament which senior year i was in the all-star game as a goalie which was fucking awesome even though i got scored on with a shot i should have blocked but i was very drunk uh, <laughs> I was like I was over at Pierce's house because they were like three of his buddies and then me were on the team and so we were like let's take a bunch of shots and then drive over there and, uh, and so we were pretty hammered but um, it was a complete and utter shit show mm-hmm. with senior year Brian your girlfriend Ashley drove up with was it just her or did she bring friends too? Uh, I don't remember which year. I think it was just her that year. Well, one. senior year was the was the year that she brought up this girl that I'd been talking to on Tinder from Grand Rapids. Mm-hmm. And I think they had one more with them too. Oh, there were a couple more girls. It was interesting. Our two schools like they were mostly women we were mostly men and they were 10 hours apart but there were so many long distance relationships between the two schools so it was like a car full of girls came up here that winter carnival we do the all i do the all-star game we go back to my house and that's where our other friend brian tried to tip our table drink rubbing alcohol and then (laughs) pierce his ear in our kitchen (laughs) that was carnival that yeah. was carnival. <laughs> that was like in the middle of a party this happened. Yeah, so so we went over to this apartment party. It was like kind of kind of lame, so we told Pierce like, "Hey, let's go back to our house. We have a keg full of beer. We could just like hang out there." He brings like 15 20 other people so it actually turns into a party at our house which is not what we (laughs) were expecting um but everyone was so drunk already that like we just had like this random car full of girls from another university our other friends who were already there and then all the guys were fucking hammered like they were like wrestling in our living room and like Mm -hmm. i get how did you're the one who had Brian start drinking rubbing alcohol, Johnny. Yeah. That was an interesting story. I forget who I was talking to, and I forget how it came up, but somehow the uh, topic of pierced ears came up. So I was just jokingly egging him on. I went and got a sewing needle and a thing of rubbing alcohol. I'm like, here, you want to pierce your ear? Go ahead. 
and he just laughs it off. And then other friend Brian comes along. He's like, fuck it, I'll do it. Takes it from me, <laughs> dips the needle in the rubbing alcohol, and just shoves it through his ear. <laughs> And then proceeds to pretend to take a shot of that rubbing alcohol to numb the pain. I don't know if he did take a shot or not. He, he claims... Did. He said he didn't. But. He claims that he, like, sealed it off with his tongue. So he at least, like, layered his tongue uh-huh. with rubbing alcohol. Uh, I don't know. That could have gone either way. But that was... A, then, after he pierced his ear, one of the girls that was there gave him one of her earrings so that he could wear it and so he started wearing it all night he eventually took it off left it at our kitchen table and then the next day i worked as a uh intramural sports referee like they would they would pay me to go do that i had to referee her basketball game and so i brought the earring to the gym and gave it back to her (laughs) i was like Hey, not sure if you still want this or not after it's been in Brian's ear, but uh, <laughs> this is yours. And she was like, ugh, just throw it away. <laughs> but it was a fucking time, and I don't think we could beat that story. Plus, we're at an hour four. So right. I think that's how we got to end it. But yeah, those were. A crazy four years. I just like how unique of a place it was. Like, I feel like everyone who went to U of M has probably got the same type of stories as everyone who went to Penn State and everyone who went to Ohio State and, like, all this other stuff. But Mm -hmm. I feel like we truly did something fucking weird for four years. Yep. Absolutely. It's a weird place. It's a strange place. I recommend anyone go up there if you just want to drive for 10 hours from Chicago, because why not? But And also, um, the UP is absolutely gorgeous. It is, yeah. There's pictured rocks up there. There's a bunch of water. It's all nature. Like, it really is. You really are almost living in the woods. Like, you're in a campus in the woods. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I don't think there's really any other place like it. So... We'll do another trip up there. Maybe our next trip, we'll we'll do another podcast and see how it's uh, how it's changed. But mm-hmm. yeah. we'll have to break into our old house. Yep. Just <laughs> yes. Just like we left for Christmas break, we left everything unlocked because that's what you do. When we came back, there was a note on our whiteboard for just saying we used to live here 20 years ago. Good job keeping the spirit of the house alive, and we were like. That's fucking cool. (laughs) (laughs) And with that, we'll hit stop. Thanks for doing this, guys. This was fun. Yeah, well. Thank you.